Welcome all to the very first podcast from the Working It Out series. I'm Alex and I've got Callum with me today. Hello, Callum. You're right. How's it going? Wasn't expecting an introduction. So we, what we're going to be doing today is talking about the Humans of Hit, how it came about, what we're doing, why we're doing a podcast and introducing five amazing episodes where they're just going to give you some really good insights into what um, inspirational, influential people feel their emotions attached to actual participating and competing within the world of sport and physical activity. So today is going to be a bit different. We're going to do a little intro episode and it's going to be Callum interviewing me. Exactly. Uh, But we'd flip things around a little bit. Alex has been the one that's kind of been sat there grilling everyone. We're going to flip it around and put Alex in the hot seat. Um, so yeah, what I wanted to do, I know I had a little breakdown written out, so I think we'll just kick it off with Alex. Can you tell us all what is Humans of Hit? Good question. Brilliant question. Well done, Callum. <laughs> so Humans of Hit is uh, about inspiring people to be physically active. That's it. It's using inspirational stories, inspirational people, real people from everyday life to inspire others to be physically active. We also are a community who work out, do loads of stuff together, um, interact all the time on social media, but the main aim is to inspire people to be physically active. So who's it Who's it for when you kind of, um, what we were going to do is we'll dig into kind of where it came from and the idea and stuff, but Humans of Hit as exists today, who is it for? Who do you want to find that page? Absolutely anyone. It's for absolutely everyone as well. I, what I like about our community already is what we've built is um, we've got CEOs who um, were not well had less work on during COVID who are joining us for some workouts but then we've got people from all over the world sharing their stories about their relationship with physical activity so it doesn't matter where you're from your life experiences your background the Humans of Fit community is open to everyone. And something that I really liked about the kind of what you started doing very early on it was getting real stories from real people so why was that something that, that kind of was important to you? And what kind of effects do you think these stories have had for people to read? So when this first started, which we'll probably go into a bit more detail, um, it was all about working out. And, we, and when we, when COVID started, everyone went into lockdown. I was helping people um, through delivering workouts, but they were sharing their their experiences with me and saying how much it was helping them. And they said, Oh, I used to, I, I could have easily fall back into depression or they, or this has really helped me mentally because I was gaining a lot of weight and I, I feel a lot better. And the stories were amazing. And I thought I've got to share these stories. And I had my, my friends would go and I said, I came up with an idea. I told my friends and they're like, yes, this is amazing. We need to run with this. So then a lot of the stories at first were my great friends, sister, mother they're just sharing their experiences and it and it grew from there really no cool um so what i wanted to do is i want to sort of take everyone back so i think hopefully some of the listeners that are listening to this they will already be part of the humans of hit community this might be someone listening that's never heard of us before so mm-hmm. obviously i know how it started but if you could tell us all kind of how did it first come about and there's a bit of context for everyone this when we it was kind of april i think this became official yep what we were doing. I think that's when the name came in. Um, so kind of take us back to kind of uh, maybe even pre-April in March, where mm-hmm. were we and kind of what was happening with the world? It wasn't a great place. No. So it was uh, for, for myself. I'm a, a regular gym goer. I go gym 
five times a week in the morning. I liked I liked my routine. I'm very much a routine person. Um, I would would go gym every morning six o'clock on a weekday, and then I'd play football or American football or something on the weekend. I had to have a regular regular activity. It's just who I am. So when when COVID came about and lockdown came into force. It, I just got back from my stag do on the Monday and then we went into lockdown on the Tuesday, which was weird to go from a night mm. out to lockdown straight away. And we then kind of, gyms we were, were, yeah, I'm gonna go, I was on the, on that stag as well. We kind of see the first little tinges coming in. We'd go out, we went out for one of the nights and sort of, it was a bit of a yeah. ghost town, but we kind of sensed what was coming in. But I don't think anyone really knew what was going to happen. No, there's no, no idea. And um, so when it, when the gyms were shut, I was like, Oh God, that, that's what I was most worried about. I was, wasn't, wasn't worried about um, work or anything like that. I was like, they all sort itself out. But for me, sport is so such a, a mental thing for me. I didn't realise until it was going that it, how much it impacted me. When I moved here and I wasn't playing for a football team, that impacted me drastically. And I needed to find some form of activity straight away. But when the, everything shut down, I was like, what am I going to do? So I messaged groups of friends and my my family and said, I'm going to do a workout every, every day on Zoom, 20 minute hit. And if anyone wants to join me, please do so. Because this free Zoom group, I've got 40 minute free Zoom. Exactly. That's and how this, started. Is, this is back when Zoom was a novelty. None, none of us really knew like what it was. It hadn't yet taken no. over our lives. This was before the Zoom quiz. This was before yeah. everything. Um, so yeah, so I, yes. Um, what was the first session like? Had you ever run the kind of something like that before where the kind of, I know it was your friends and everything, and mm-hmm. but the spotlight was on you and you were kind of leading it. Had you done something like that before? So, so I'm in the sports profession. So I've, I've led uh, coaching sessions throughout my degree, but it's not something that I regularly do. I present regularly for my, my job. I work at a university looking after sports clubs, but, um, and that's changing in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> but um, th- yeah, so I hadn't never led, led a class before in terms of a, a fitness class. So I was asking my friends from, from within the profession, oh, what should I do? Can you help me with a workout and all those kind of things? So I led that. It was a bit a bit nerve wracking, but it was quite nice to see familiar faces and that helped. It helped that I knew the types of relationships of the people who were coming in. And my role is normally the the idiot. I'm normally the one who says stupid stuff and tries to be funny. <laughs> so I just tried to bring that in to my to my workouts and be like i'd call all the exercises something stupid because i didn't know the real names anyway i'd show a demo of the exercise say this is what we're doing i knew the technique because i'd always had personal trainers and i said and i always said i'm not a pt i've been taught how to do things i've been given advice but i can give you the all the technique but i don't know what like what an rdl even stands for and i'm showing you how to do one and (laughs) so yeah that was it was really interesting and it got really busy at the start and we saw it grow into friends of friends who I'd never met before and now I know people who I haven't actually met in real life and people's bosses and people's colleagues it's like your colleagues definitely there was a few people from the company that I work at um they were turning up which I thought was cool uh Mm. so yeah so we're at the start and then you're kind of doing these informal workouts and what point I'm wondering did the kind of idea come to you this could be something a little bit more it was when um it's, it, it was a, a mixture between two things. It was the workouts and there being a demand for it. But and, and my friends were saying there is a huge demand for this. Um, you should go. You should go for it with with the workouts. And I wasn't too sure because I knew the demand was based around people being at home and isolating and having the time to do it. And that's not my profession. 
there's a lot of good qualified people who lead workouts. I always thought my thing is about getting people into sport and then handing them over to someone else. I like to promote physical activity. It was when they started telling me the stories and wanting to share it. I knew we had a whole package of, I can inspire someone to be physically active through someone within the community and let's share their story. And then if someone wanted to join in, we had an activity as well. So there was a whole package there of inspire from someone within the community. If they were inspired, they can take part in our workouts. And then when the world goes back to normal, they're, they're regularly participating and they can go off to the gym, go off to a class or stay with us. Cause some people are still with us now. Yeah, no, perfect. I think that's from kind of, I was one of those people back at the start when, uh, lockdown hit and I was like, Oh, kind of like yeah yeah i'll use this time i'll do some physical activity and then like the enthusiasm like like it normally does wore off after about a week but then really having that group helped me and sort of something structured where literally all i yeah. felt i had to do once i've logged on to zoom it's too late like it's, it's out of my hands that i'm gonna do what I, what happens so that's literally if i can't get the motivation together to just join zoom then, then what's the point mm-hmm. um so what I also thought might be quite cool to let people know is where did the name come from? Because I know it was kind of a bit inspired by another movement. Um, it's sort of, sort of there's a few parallels, yeah. but yeah, I think that might be quite interesting. Yeah, so my fiance Becca, she's a big fan of Humans of New York. It's a Instagram page. They've got a website as well, but you should follow them on Instagram because they post. It was about a photographer who posted stories from people from new york and he was taking pictures of them posting pictures but then like us he saw that everyone had a story everyone had everyone had something to share so they would post a a, a, a block of text where he'd go tell us a bit about your life and people got so addicted to finding out these stories it's now a huge thing and it's yeah humans of new york and where we had what i realized is he's he's obviously sharing those stories for just so people can have a good read, but I thought it'd be really cool to have a similar concept. But obviously, if they're inspired by the story, to then show them to activity. So the humans of Hit came about is because we are we are the humans behind the activity, and the reason why it's called Hit is because that's how we started during lockdown. Hit workouts. We are not just Hit workouts, which is high intensity interval training. That does sound a bit scary, but basically, it's just work as hard as you can for twenty minutes and. You can do it by yourself and no one will judge That's you. That's why I like no it. Ones. You condense it and then tw- 20 minutes condense yeah. and then it's a hard workout and then you're done. And yeah, that's uh, it's, it's definitely something I wanted exactly. to kind of so, yeah, we... before. And then... So what the other kind of that. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's right. I think we had a little, little connection thing. Um, so I know there are a couple of other names that you were toying with before we eventually landed on, before mm. you eventually landed on Humans of Hit. What were those and what was kind of reasoning behind them? Great, great question. I think um, we we played with the idea of before the stories came about when we were just playing with a a, a workout style platform. There's one called um, and what I used to do at the start is because I didn't know how to arrange a workout. I used to assign a an exercise to a a card in a deck, so we'd have um, 52 different exercises, and then uh, then I'd shuffle the deck, pull, pull out um, 20 for a 20 minute workout. That was our workout for that week. So uh, so then I we played with the idea of a, a a company called hit the deck which was hit mm. hit exercises and then obviously the deck is See, what, a deck what of people cards. don't know about what people might not know about alex is, is he is fucking obsessed with puns so I'm anything, so obsessed anything with to puns. get it in it's actually a sickness um oh, honestly which, you know it gets to a certain point where you can only help him so much and now we just kind of ignore it 
but yeah um so yeah so, as you'll probably see um everything throughout our um throughout the website now is got like alliteration or a pun <laughs> so it's like it's like the trusted trainers is something that we'll be releasing in the future the working it out podcast obviously working I out a, i think that's a strong name personally i was i was yeah, very proud I of you when you came up with that one i think that was that was high in your caliber um yeah. cool so we've got the name of the podcast and then what were mm-hmm. the kind of what well, name of the podcast we've got the name of the brand that you've come up with so when you've kind of you're toying with this idea what are the sort of first steps that you take who did you speak to to kind of see if this to kind of get gauge people's reactions i know that we by that point you're already established as an interest in this so what was kind of the next mm-hmm. steps that you took the next steps was pretty much um, me talking to two different groups of people, um, yourself, Callum, and my, my friend Jack. Jack is, he, he, if you're in the Facebook community um, group, he'll be there. He's got my back. He's supporting everything I do. He's a great friend. He'll always be there joining in the workouts. He's done more workouts than me because he's repeated them. <laughs> so I messaged, I messaged Jack, Jack and Callum and basically said, this is an idea I want to run with. What do you think? So I got great feedback from you two, but I also messaged two close friends. It's really strange that I've got a lot of friends who aren't necessarily in the sports industry mm. where they're more in design or something like that. So it was incredible for me. And so we had Jordan and Elliot who uh, are graphic designers. They, they do websites and, and design. I said the idea to them, they loved it from a design point of view, from a website point of view. And they were, they were both furloughed or, or at the time. So they had loads of time on their hands and they're like, yep, we'll help you do the website. We'll help you do your branding. I can't take any credit for the branding. This is all Elliot and then everything to do with the website. It's all Jordan. They're amazing people. And the podcast is all, is all Callum as well. So I've been so lucky that I've had a good group of friends who heard the idea and went yes, less. I can. We can help you run with it. Otherwise, I would still be a guy in a Facebook group trying to push out the stories and or on Instagram. So I'm, I'm so grateful for my my friends to support. Well, I think I know that I'm sure it's the same for them. But we just wanted to kind of we all believed in it, and we still do, obviously. And it was just kind of a nice way to kind of help push this out and something that was benefited mm-hmm. all of us so much to kind of help other people get involved in that. And it's just, I think it's just a really cool thing to be a part of. I've always wanted to, I kind of, for the people listening, my background's kind of working in sort of uh, filming and production. So being involved in podcasts is always something I wanted to try as well. So that's kind of where I became a part of mm-hmm. Humans of Hit. Okay, so we've got Humans of Hit and we understand that the, we, you are the human behind the hit. But I want to peel back one more layer. Who is the, who is the human behind the human of hit? Who is Alex? So what I wanted to kind of touch on for yeah. people is obviously I know a little bit about how you first got started, but why is this such a passion mm-hmm. for you? How did you very first get started? I'm talking years and years ago. Okay, so right now I'm I I may come across really confident and like chatty and I can I don't mind be, by mind being the face of things because it's taken but it's taken me a long time to get to where I am today. I think when I was younger i was the smallest in my year and i don't want to make this i'm not going to make this a sub story at all smallest <laughs> in my year bright ginger hair really bright ginger hair and the only thing that kind of the thing got is me the through... thing about the thing about you being the smallest in the year i think is completely debatable me and alex went to the same school and <laughs> i am certain that's not true i think that's just thrown in there for a little bit of sympathy but i'll let you have it 
But yeah, well, I was so fi- well, okay, I was five foot four in year eleven when everyone else is like six foot because they've had their growth spurt. <laughs> so, in my, at least in my friendship group, I had t- friends who were six four, six three, and then Jordan Elliott, who I'm now taller than, were also quite a bit taller than me. And I was just always the smallest, and yeah, the bright ginger hair, and it, it was it was quite tough at times throughout school mm. being bullied. But then sport, I was I was good at football, so. It was kind of like bully, bully, bully. Get on the Astro, kick a ball. You could play football with us because you can play football. Now get get out of like our group kind of thing because we don't want to be associated with you. That wasn't necessarily the guys who I'm friends with now, but that's who the, like the cool football kids at school. I don't ever, I don't even talk to them now because th- th- we just weren't friends. I could just play football, so I was allowed to play with them. Mm. So that was um that's when it kind of my my well, how sport played a part throughout school. But then I joined a an after school club called greenhouse and greenhouse was a a after school project and that helped people who couldn't really afford to go on holidays or go, or have childcare. and it was one pound a day throughout the summer as well and i loved it loved every part of it and then when i got too old when i was 15 and it was my last summer i was like i don't want to stop doing this i don't want to stop playing i, I love greenhouse so i am um, i actually went on to volunteer with them and there was a guy called Tony. I've spoken about him a few times, but he said the most inspiring thing to me and it's why I'm doing this today. He was like, we are here to engage, to disengage. I literally want to get this as a tattoo, but I've stopped myself because I feel like it's really, <laughs> it's not, not cool. But it's, we are here to engage to disengage. Disengage from school, disengage from their family, disengage from life. Whatever it is, we are going to use sport as a tool to make them feel happy and healthy. Mm. That was like, whoa, oh my God. Like I found, like it sounds sounds so sad, but at fifteen, I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to help other people get into sport because I didn't have the great childhood. It well, it was great. I, we had a, we had a few crappy years where my dad wasn't around. My mum suffered from being an alcoholic, which I tried to talk about because it it is a real thing and it does mm. it, it can impact you bad. But she's doing amazing now. Everything's going great now, but um. I say my dad wasn't around. He just lived in Portsmouth, so it was a bit different. <laughs> it's not like it's not like he was not here. But so, so yeah, it, was, it still wasn't that bad. I'm just I'm, yeah. But um, either no, it's way, a tough so, age. It's a tough age either way. Yeah. Even if everything's going well, there's there's different. And I, I didn't time. know what what I wanted to do, so I was like, right, I love sport. What do I do? Did a B tech in sport because I didn't really do well in my throughout my GCSEs. I did a, I until my actual exams, I was predicted all use and i somehow got three b's and all the rest c's so i was like right i can get into college did a b-tech sport then stepped it up again did it at my my degree at bournemouth in sports development got and then you kind of are set in the world of sports development because you get the role as a sports development assistant then a sports development officer mm. so you're kind of set in from then and i've just enjoyed it ever since really so kind of everything you've been doing sort of from the age of 15 has now been funneled into this and it's all the yes. different different things that you've learned, how to engage people, kind of what was that phrase that you were talking about? There's the different stages of uh pre so, yeah. pre-contemplation, I think was one. So yeah. That's a buzzword I've picked up. So I get um I, I get called like a, quite a nerd. Like my old when I worked at Portsmouth, the sportsman man, sports development manager, Charlotte would be like, Oh my god, you're so nerdy with this stuff. Cause I like I I didn't used to like Sport England's ways of dealing with things. That's the Sport England model, the contemplation model. And so when they released that a few years ago, um, I was like, you finally release something which people can grasp and understand how to engage people in physical activity. So what it is, is they're saying um, there's people who contemplate taking part in physical activity. But what we need to do is get the people who 
aren't thinking about physical activity activity at all. That's the pre-contemplation contemplation phase. And so what we're trying to do with humans of here, I'm trying to do something completely different and try to engage with an audience of people who wouldn't necessarily follow a sporty page or look out for a sporty article because they scroll past them anyway. What I'm trying to do is get get on the platforms where these stories, these inspirational people are people from within any field. So they've got any mm. any job, any profession. And then they, what they'll do is hopefully read the story about that person, hit, listen to the, a podcast about someone who's not in that field and realize, oh, actually, they've benefited from physical activity. I want to do the same. That's why some Definitely. of the guests on this podcast are just so different and they're going to be, oh, you're going to love it. Well, that leads us quite nicely onto the next bit I want to talk about. But before we get onto specifically mm. the podcast, uh, there's one thing I've always wanted to know. And I don't know, I don't know if it's a joke or where it's come from, but in our, maybe it's just kind of, sums up kind of how lame we are but we're in our friendship group alex is known as mr get active stay active where did that name come from <laughs> so this name has followed me around and i love it to be honest it is literally <laughs> when I, literally I, I love it because it's who i am and that's another one i wanted to get tattooed on me because i just thought it's 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 the, the gravestone comment just alex cole mr get active stay active it just yeah, I maybe, I'd, I've, I'd save it for the gravestone personally i don't know if that's yeah. a tattoo <laughs> so yeah basically that came about because my first job from university um was a program called was was a sporting program at university of portsmouth called get active stay active oh, so then I, I would go around the university like with a get active stay active top on <laughs> because it was branding at the get active stay active flyer and i was telling people to get active stay active, and i really embraced it because i thought you either got to love it or you won't really push the message push the message so yeah. i really got into it i spent five years like promoting that message promoting that program developing the program and that's how some sports clubs knew me and it was actually um a friend called lee who actually said that i am like mr get active stay active so and then that kind of stay around and then what i started to do with staff because they were so cheesy and everyone was like oh god that's going to stick now i started instead of saying kind regards or best wishes on my emails i'd sign off as stay active like stay oh, active comma, alex and they were like oh my god you can't do that and i was like well i am this is now a thing this is it's gonna... so yeah i'd always be like i hope you have a great day stay active alex Oh my and god! So then, yeah, it just became a part of me, and and I love it because it is, it is who I am. I'm just, that's literally what I wanted to do: is help people get active and then stay active. See, so for anyone listening to this, if you hear Alex's enthusiasm, one percent of that is enough to get you through. I don't know ten workouts, so you can sort of bring yourself to join one and just kind of get a little bit of that infectious enthusiasm Cheers, to get you through. Um, cool. So well, at what we're here to do really today is to talk about it's a launch this podcast that we've both been working on. Um, so it's been a bit of a combination effort where Alex has been going out and finding these get finding the guests for our podcast, whether that's through existing connections in his career, people that mm -hmm. he knows, contacts of contacts, kind of leveraging everyone and anyone that he can. So what I wanted to kind of ask you today before we introduce the podcast and the subjects that we speak about in it, when did that idea for a podcast first come to you? Was it your idea or did that come to kind of someone bring that up to you? I think it was um, an amalgamation of loads of things. I think there was uh, there was a lot of podcasts coming out and it was a mixture of me reading like stories about like Joe Wicks is obviously a trailblazer in, in this industry and he's doing a lot of amazing things. Um, 
I believe he stole his podcast idea because I invited him onto mine and everything he talks about <laughs> is everything he talks about is what I sent him in a message to say we'd talk about. And so, yeah, bitter about that one, but obviously this is going to be better. But um, the way it started was I, I want to share what people see a, a world champion, but they, whenever, when they interview, they interview about how hard their training is and their training mm. regime and what it's like to be a winner. And I'm like, no, these people, people need to see how they started and how they feel and, and all the, the real emotions behind the person and the real person they are. I don't think you get to see that enough. So I was really lucky to um, have some connections with some people to get it started. And, and the first few podcasts really allowed me to sell it to future people. So yeah. yeah, it was a mixture of, of of a few things of people saying, "Oh, it'd be really good to hear um, these these stories in a podcast form." But I was I, I was I wanted to really get people who were in the public eye, but you wouldn't see that side of them. So you can see a completely different side to someone who you may have seen on TV. And I think that was that, so that's been pretty cool. Absolutely. And where we are at the moment, we we've recorded the first kind of five episodes, so we're now putting this introduction together, everyone together, because we're going to start launching these out um, with a night yeah. to kind of bring in a few more episodes as well. So I'm just going to give a quick rundown of who we've had so far. And then I think we can just touch a little bit, just give a few kind of tastes of what we spoke about with them. So episode mm-hmm. one, we had Lauren Stedman, which I think was a great episode. Then mm-hmm. we went on to Bourne Barakor, who's the founder of our park. park run. Yeah. I always get it mixed up. Our parks. Yeah. Uh, our parks. Yeah. Uh, he was another great one. Then we had someone completely different. We had Vinegar Strokes, who's probably best known for RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, and then so funny. Jordan, Jordan Wiley, who's an absolute tennis champion. Uh, what was the, we can touch on that, but she has like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go through the stats, uh, yeah. Calendar Grand Slams, all kinds of stuff. And then we had a dancer, Lucas McFarlane, who's done, when in the world of dance, he's kind of done anything and everything. That's our first yeah. five so far. Um so who kind of who from that list kind of stands out to you? I think um, oh, they all do. They, that's so cheesy, but they, there's there's so many good parts of all of them. But the one that um, we want is that's such a hard question. Which one stands out? Because we've got high level athletes like Lauren Stedman, who um, won, has won gold medals in para triathlon and have been to Rio, and so, but she's still she was still a university student whilst competing at Rio. So that whole experience mm. is, was insane for her. And so that was really interesting. Then you've got someone like um, Vinegar Strokes, who you have to be, you have to be so fit to be able to do that, that to be a drag act. You have to be so fit yeah. to be on RuPaul and do those, those things. You have to be so fit. And we have a really funny and open and honest conversation about like sexuality and sport and what, sh- so what should sport do. Yeah, that's what kind of stood out for me in that episode is what I think was nice is it kind of took us in different directions because mm. I think the initial brief that we kind of, that Alex has been pitching to our guests is saying, look, we just want to understand your relationship with physical activity and we leave it quite broad. And then before the episodes, we've been doing a little bit of research and kind of just seeing where those conversations go quite naturally. And I mm. think, you know, the one that stands out for me actually was Jordan Wiley. Um, oh, and the, yeah, the, she, that and was great. The, despite the fact that, she's this amazing athlete and has achieved some truly incredible things. She doesn't like training. And <laughs> yeah. that, that just, yeah. that just resonated for me. And I thought, Oh, you know what? It's so, so refreshing to hear. Cause that's, I think that was probably the first professional athlete I've ever actually heard that openly talk about 
her thoughts towards training in that way and just sort of yeah. seeing it as a job to be done. And I think mm-hmm. in a way that kind of makes what she's achieved even more more impressive. Um, so yeah, Jordan Wiley has won all the Grand Slams in a calendar year. She's the only British person to do it. Wheelchair ever. tennis player ever. She's the only person to do it and we've got her on somehow. But she's such, an, she's such a chilled, lovely person. And when you talk to her, you're like, she doesn't really like, she talks about herself outside of tennis more than inside mm. tennis and talks about her friendships with people. And it's, it's just such a, such a, so nice to see a person's just so chilled and, and natural around you and not have that, um, not, not come across as like she is the, the high level athlete that she is. And like you said, she, she doesn't like going to training. She has to roll out of bed and motivate herself to do that. But yeah, it's her job. And she's, she loves, the, she loves the fact that she is that good at something and she's rolling with that. But, yeah, it's not it's not her, her, her like number one priority because she's got her mm. child now and stuff like that. So yeah, so I think, it's interesting. I think we should kind of leave the content of the episodes as a bit of a mystery to something for people to listen to and they can enjoy the subjects that we touch upon. Yeah. So as a kind of final thoughts for this, I think. Who is this podcast for? Great question. This podcast is for those who want to be inspired to take part in physical activity. One, I think if you're thinking, oh, I, I'm not sure what I want, what sure what I want to do or or if you're on the way to activity you've just booked into something and you're anxious about doing it and you're thinking should I not go to that session should I should I not do that online class that time you could listen to one of these and I'm sure 100% their stories will inspire you 100% the next one is for those people who have heard of these names and like and seen them in on on the tv seen them seen them in the papers seen them on daily mail app but you only see them from a winning point of view and mm. you don't understand, you don't hear about this side of them. And it is so interesting. So interesting to hear about the real person behind. So whether you know them or not, or you want to be, in, or you're in sport or you're not, this po- the podcast is suitable for those, everyone. I completely agree. And I think the kind of, I know what we spoke about early on in this podcast is the aim is kind of, I mean, what the whole aim of everything you're doing here is to inspire people to get active. And I think... Mm. Personally, for me anyway, you can't really plan for inspiration. It just sort of grabs you. So I think with these podcasts, that's something that I think is going to work really well is that it's these figures that you might just be curious and want to hear a bit more about them. Um, yeah. And there's such like candid, great conversations that mm-hmm. then I think that that inspiration is going to sort of sneak up on people. And by the end, I know by the end of each of the episodes and I was listening in on them, I, I was feeling fired up. So I, I'm, my, that's my hopes for kind of what the audience mm. is going to take away from this. What do you hope the audience will take away? Well, I hope they'll take away um, that they've just had fun listening to it. Firstly, they've had fun listening to it um, and they, they can understand that no matter what level you are, everyone has ups, everyone has downs, everyone at some point, everyone doesn't, want to do physical activity but at the end of it everyone we've spoken to has seen the benefits of physical activity to their physical and mental health so that's the one thing i want to take away that the, the these high level athletes have have seen the benefit physically and mentally and they what they really encouraging everyone to to kind of get involved in anything whether that's just walking or something a bit more competitive perfect i think that's a good place to end it on. I think uh, hopefully uh, people listening to this, they'll kind of agree that it's a nice little taster of what's to come. 
And this is going to be, for anyone listening, the last time really that you hear from me. I'm more of a background presence. Alex has dragged me into the kind of picture here to this introduction. Yeah. You deserve um, it. <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you for listening. Alex, any, yeah, any last you. words? No last words for me. I'm always chatting away too much. So thank you guys for listening to even this one so far. And I hope you enjoy the series. <laughs> <laughs>